Chapter 39 of the Story of John Wesley, Told to Boys and Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Story of John Wesley, Told to Boys and Girls, by Mary Ann Curlew. Chapter 39 most people think it is time to stop working long before they are eighty but john wesley at eighty-seven still went about his father's business his constant prayer was lord let me not live to be useless every meeting he knew might be his last and when he visited the different societies he used to ask the members to take as his last advice to love as brothers to fear god and to honor the king he closed nearly all these meetings with his brother's hymn. Oh, that without a lingering groan, I may the welcome word receive, my body with my charge lay down, and cease at once to work and live. John Wesley's last sermon was preached in a gentleman's dining-room at Leatherhead, a small place about eighteen miles from London. It was on February twenty-third, 1791, and his text was, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found call upon him while he is near isaiah fifty five six this was on a wednesday and on the day but one after friday he felt very poorly and said he would like to lie down at the end of half an hour some one went to his bedroom and found him so ill that they sent for the doctor on sunday he seemed better and got up he was so cheerful and happy and while sitting in his chair in his bedroom he repeated a verse from one of his brother's hymns till glad i lay this body down thy servant lord attend and owe my life a mercy crown with a triumphant end on monday night he couldn't sleep and the next day someone asked him if he had any pain no he answered and then he began singing all glory to god in the sky and peace upon earth be restored o jesus exalted on high appear our omnipotent lord who meanly in bethlehem born did stoop to redeem a lost race once more to thy people return, and reign in thy kingdom of grace. When he had sung two verses, he lay still. After a while he said, I want to write. So they brought him ink and paper, and put the pen in his hand. But John Wesley's writing days were over. I cannot, he said. Let me write for you, said one of his friends. Tell me what you want to say. Nothing, replied the dying Christian but that god is with us in the morning he wanted to get up and while his friends were bringing him his clothes he started to sing i'll praise my maker while i've breath and when my voice is lost in death praise shall employ my nobler powers my days of praise shall ne'er be past while life and thought and being last or immortality endures happy the man whose hopes rely on israel's god he made the sky and earth and sea with all their train his truth forever stands secure he saves the oppressed he feeds the poor and none shall find his promise vain hymn two hundred twenty four when he was dressed and seated in his chair he prayed in a very weak voice lord thou givest strength to those who can speak and to those who cannot speak lord to all our hearts then he tried to sing again but his voice failed him he was soon tired of sitting up and went back to bed he could not talk very much but twice he lifted his hand in triumph and said so gladly the best of all 
is God is with us. A great many friends were standing round his bed. He took each one by the hand and lovingly bade them farewell. All through Tuesday night he kept trying to repeat the hymn he had sung, but could only say, I'll praise, I'll praise. Next morning, about ten o'clock, the Reverend Joseph Bradford, who had been his faithful companion and nurse, knelt down at the bedside and prayed. Eleven of Mr. Wesley's friends were in the room. They wanted to go with their dear leader right up to the gates that divide our life here from our life yonder. Farewell, said the dying patriarch. And then, as someone repeated, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and this air of glory shall come in. The golden gates opened, and the soul of John Wesley passed through. Those who were left outside the gates still stood round the bed and sang to the departing spirit. Waiting to receive thy spirit, lo, the Saviour stands above, shows the purchase of his merit, reaches out the crown of love. So died happy John Wesley, happy in life, happy in death, and the secret of his happiness was the secret he proclaimed to thousands of boys and girls, as well as men and women, all over this England of ours. O oh, boys, be strong in Jesus. Let those around you see how manly, pure, and generous a Christian boy can be. O oh, maidens, live for Jesus. Like him, be kind and true, and let the love from God above rule all you say and do. Then all the boys and maidens, when life and work are o'er, will hear from one, the words, well done, and rest forevermore. If ever you go to London, you must visit City Road Chapel, for there John Wesley was interred. On the ninth of March, 1791, aged nearly 88 years. A great deal was put on his tombstone, which you could not understand. But it tells how this servant of God labored to bring men and women to know Jesus Christ, and how the lives and hearts of many thousands were changed by his preaching. In Westminster Abbey, too, you will see a marble tablet erected in his memory, and that of his brother Charles. Though churches shut their doors to him in life, his memory is now so lovingly respected that the finest cathedral in England has sought to do him honor. In one of the topmost rooms in the tower at Kingswood School, John Wesley's bedstead has recently been discovered. Merely a collection of poles and a piece of old sacking, it lay there many a long year, only seen by the man who went up to the tower to wind the clock. Now it is put together and set in a place of honor, and any of us may see the bed on which John Wesley slept when he visited the boys and girls at Kingswood. Here, too, we may see his chairs and books and gown, now torn, which he used to wear. The governor of New Kingswood still sits in the high-backed oak chair in which John Wesley sat, and grafted on several of the trees in the orchard are shoots from the very pear tree which was planted in the garden of old Kingswood by the founder of Methodism. End of chapter 39 End of the story of John Wesley told to boys and girls by Marianne Curlew